When Jeremiah was about six or seven, he wanted nothing more than a cheering squad on the touchline celebrating his win. He especially wanted his sister to accompany him and cheer him on. My sister is my world, he tells me, taking me back to a time when they were young and hungry and how she knocked on doors to get them food. Yeah, there was this time when we were going to a country and we, uh, my, fa my father wasn't, under, wasn't around, so she was the one who was taking care of me that up country. We didn't have food there. You know, for us, being an Arabian means you have not built any house in the up country. So there was a room that we were sharing there. She was the one who was going to those neighbors, those rural area neighbors, eh, to bring out food. So it has really touched me. Yeah. And up to this point, anything that I do, I always do for her. Yeah, you know, for me, she's not just a sister, but she's just like a world to me. His sister is two years older, but growing up, they did everything together. Everything but going together to the neighborhood playground in Kayole. For me, I felt like she, she does not want to watch me. It's, I felt like this distance. But when I, I went, sat down and talked to her, she told me the truth that it's because when I go there, there's that harassment. So for me, I took it personally. Years later, and Jeremiah's dream has come true. Does your sister come and watch you play? Yes. How does it make you feel now that she can come and actually watch you play? I always feel like a star. <laughs> <laughs> Kayole is a suburb in Nairobi's capital, Nairobi, characterized by high-rise residential buildings, dusty lanes crowded with people moving in and out, alleys between buildings that are either dark or dump, filled with a decaying scent of garbage from the tens of homes that stand on either side of the alleys, busted sewers that bubble and flow through the already clogged streets with groups of young men leaning against the walls with abandon. In this area of Kayole, it is, all, uh, it is known for its notorious. There's, there's gangs, there's rape cases day in, day out. Crime is commonplace here, with stories of gangs running businesses in the area told time and again. And those many cases, they go unreported. And when you report them to the chiefs or anyone who is in that position, they go, they go unnoticed or un, un, unfollowed. But this is also home to tens of young men and women who have aspirations and dreams, who want a better life for themselves, their families and friends, most of whom live with them here in Kayole. We have gone out there, we have voiced out our cries and the, because we represent those girls and boys out there. Jeremiah is one of them. He enrolled in the National Youth Service in the hope that he will get formal employment and consequently a better life. Years later, and he remains jobless. He and his friends, though, decided to do something about the insecurity situation in their neighborhood 
to keep girls safe and involve the boys in the effort. When we, started, we first started NYS, we were like 200 members, you know. And then when we brought up the objectives of helping girls, boys, and then in our community, yeah, is when, when other members said that this is not the way we want. Not many were sold to the idea in the beginning when they began Vision Makers, a community-based organization, two years ago. For us, the members who remained, we saw this is an opportunity to educate the, the girls because that was my purpose in life, to see someone, to put a smile in a girl, in a boy, or in anyone in the community. Because National, National Youth Service is just a community. It's a community-oriented project. Yeah. But why, why girls? Why, why did you decide you want to do this and you want to do for girls? Girls, first of all, in our area, they are the marginalized. just like they are marginalized. They are the ones who are facing most problems. Yeah. In case of floods, you know that place is, is just a ghetto. It's a, it's a slum. In, in, case, in terms of floods, they are the ones who are affected. They can't jump, jump around those mitaros, those drainage. Yeah, so there are many people are taking advantage of the girls in, t in terms of flood, like carrying them at the back, you see. Yeah, even if you give, you give that man 10 shillings, for him, it is not after, it's not after the money. He's after harassing, harassing the girls. And most of the time, the girls in our area, they didn't have opportunities to go to those fields. We saw there is something that we are lacking in our playing ground. For me, I'm a footballer. When I was when I was young, playing football, I didn't see any girl in the touchline being a fan. You see, so uh, just you know, my sister, my sister, she has been like a stronghold for me. She wanted to watch me play football, but she could not come to the play field because of harassment yeah, and such cases. But now the community-based group has partnered with other organizations to start feeding programs and empowerment programs for the youth in the area. With the help of Plan International, the, the Safer Cities for Girls, and, uh, for Girls project, yeah, there is that out of school. Yeah, so the, we have built a football team, girls football team. They always sensitize other girls to come and play because this field is not for boys. This field is for everyone. <coughs> Thank you. And those girls who are out in the street, nowadays I'm smelling because even mothers with their children, they always come and watch, watch us play. Yeah, so it has really touched me. 26-year-old Jeremiah had only one dream, to have her sister cheering him on the sidelines as he played his favorite sport. His dream coming true as that of many other brothers, sisters, mums, who all wanted to see their loved ones play. Now, even girls are playing on the same grounds they once feared. Small wins they continue to cheer for on the touchline.
for me, I have that love inside of me. That's why in this vision makers, um, the, I can say the secretary, I'm a leader there because I want to steer or spearhead the right of the of other girls because it, it is in me and it is in my family. Yeah, and I've never discriminated anyone regarding his gender or sexuality. Yeah. So what, what did you do, you know, to change that from children, girls not being able to, you know, come and watch or play in the, in the field to now actually even mothers coming and, and watching? What happened? We are trying to sensitize the boys. We are engaging them in various programs so that they can appreciate the, the girls. And there's those programs that we take the boys, we give them the skills, and then we, we, we can call them clubs. So when maybe, when, uh, when a boy from this club sees a girl from that club is being harassed, so they come out, they speak out. So other, other men are fearing, hey, when I, I harass this girl, someone else is watching me. Yeah, so it has really helped. They explain why, you know, in the clubs, in, during the sessions, were the boys explaining why they were harassing the girls per se? Yes, most of the boys, they were saying that they were harassing the girls. First of all, it's because of ignorance or because of those norms, gender norms. Say girls are not supposed to be like these. Girls are not supposed to wear short, short skirts, any skirts. <coughs> and girls are not supposed to take out the roles of the boys. Yeah, those gender norms. Yeah. So now they're able to understand uh, what has changed. For now, we have, you know, everything comes from the mind. It begins from the brain. So we have really helped them to change their attitude yeah, towards girls, to see, the, to see them not just like girls, like their sisters. Yeah. Some of the, like, all of the ladies who are in our football team who are coming and playing or participating in various activities, even there's that netball, you know. So they, they are like, their parents always come there, their sisters, you know, in order to motivate them, hey, you can do it, hey, you can, you see. Uh, and there is that, that, I don't know how we'll call it, there is that spirit when you see your daughter is playing, how, how you feel. Yeah, so it, it has really helped the ladies to bring out more ladies out there. Yeah, so because when when maybe my sister is playing, even me, I'm there. Yeah, even my girlfriend is there. Yeah, to support my sister yeah. and any other girl there. <laughs> um, so is there no harassment anymore? <laughs> For now, it has really improved. Now we are getting positive feedbacks. Now the boys are more engaging with the girls. So there's not, there's that gap that was there, it has now thinned, it's now very small. So do you play football now? Yeah, yes I do. Yes. Does your sister come and watch you play? Yes. How does it make you feel now that she can come and actually watch you play? I always feel like a star. <laughs> yeah, because she means the world to me. Yeah, she has been very su supportive. Even when maybe I'm the somewhere I'm going, she always gives me fair. She doesn't know. She doesn't want to know if I have a fair or not. She always say, "Take this for emergency." What does she do now? 
for now she has two children. Yeah, she's just okay. Thank you. I'll be talking about safer cities and safe spaces and how individuals are, in their own way, through their own experiences, addressing the challenge that is safety ahead of the International Day of the Girl on the 11th of October. You've been listening to the Human Interest Podcast, a weekly podcast where we get to hear stories about people, why they do what they do, and about life, successes, losses, challenges, and lessons. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. If you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, please head over to the review section and leave a comment so more people are able to find and enjoy this podcast. Also, if you have a story you want to share with me, please drop me a line on the human interest podcast at gmail.com. That's the human interest podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Happy new month, everyone. Let's do this again next week.